Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Lindsay Jacobellis is the author of Unforgiving, Lessons from the Fall, five-time Olympian, Lindsay Jacobellis is a two-time Olympic gold medalist and a one-time Olympic silver medalist, a six-time world champion, and a 10-time X Games gold medalist. Her most recent World Cup win marked 31 victories, making her the most decorated snowboard cross athlete in history. She is a member of the U.S. snowboard cross team and a mentor for Supergirl Snow Pro. Lindsay continues to compete professionally and lives in Southern California when not on tour. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss your book, Unforgiving Lessons from the Fall. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Oh, I found your story to be absolutely fascinating. And I must admit, I did not know about the fall part of your story. I just didn't know. I didn't follow that. I just missed that whole thing. And so reading it, coming into it fresh was so interesting to me. And I only, after I finished reading it, watched the footage of what had happened then, because that's only a small part of your overall story, especially as you read it in the book. So I don't know, maybe you should uh, kick this off by talking about why you decided to write this book now and and how, yeah, how this book has, has really impacted your life so far. Well, it's, it's quite interesting because for the last, I want to say four or five years, I kept hearing people say, you should write a book. You should write a book. I'm like, write a book? Like, well, I, I haven't did the big win. I, I haven't, I haven't finished my story in that aspect. So it was really hard to wrap my mind around the concept, like you should write a book. So I also just really didn't know what I needed to say. You know, I was still trying to figure myself out and grow so much as a person as, and as an athlete. And it was also a very intimidating thought because I just, you know, wrote the kids book and that was just taking that on myself. It was a fun project to do during COVID because we were all shut in and it made sense to throw myself into something, but to take it to the next level and write a memoir that that very much, very much intimidated me. So the reason why I kept it kind of to the side and decided, you know, maybe this is something that I could do. And then Uh, my collab writer approached me after the Olympics and said, you know, we need to bring your story to life. And, and at first I was like, okay, like let, let, let's do this. And then still trying to figure out what I really wanted to say and what the, what my overall message of my book was really going to be. And it is about growing up in a sport while you're young and then developing as an individual and as an athlete, because a lot of people see these athletes on TV and then they just assume that they have these perfect lives and that they don't have any other personal struggles that they expect them to be a hundred percent at the time and no mistakes. And that just that can't happen all the time. You want everything to come together for you, but it just doesn't always do that. And People have to understand the ins and outs and what athletes face on a daily basis and what their what their struggles are long term. So when this opportunity came about and HarperCollins wanted to uh, publish my book, I really thought this was a great opportunity to have my side of the story shared and really share my whole perspective on what I experienced and how I grew up and that it was okay to be taking these steps in growth and personal development to, to reach my main best self athletically and professionally as a individual on, on this stage. So I was really, really fortunate to be a part of this process and learning so much about this process that, you know, it was, uh, it was quite special. It was very overwhelming at times, but you know, I kind of took it as a new challenge every, every step and learning about every new step was uh, pretty special. Well, it's sort of funny because most, almost anyone in any other field can come in and write a book, but all of the people 
who write books can't just like pop in and win gold medals in the Olympics and all of that. So, you know, it's just, it's another amazing accomplishment. So one of, and just to get this fall out of the way to then talk about everything else, you had what I, on the video was like, maybe two seconds of not even a big wipeout. You literally just like, looks like from the outside. And I read all the details in the book, but you basically like caught an edge as if you were skiing or something and then just fell a little bit, got right back up and won the silver medal in the Olympics. And yet that has been portrayed as this colossal mistake, failure, like glitch, whatever. The media has been all over it. It was a tiny stumble and you came in second instead of first, but it's not like you were laying there. I mean, you got, you wrote about your brother Benny's fall and that was one of the most harrowing parts of the whole book was watching him when he didn't get up. So I expected from the book to see a video where you were like in a pile, right? And it was more just like a little stumble. And it speaks more to, I think, the media and everybody else, then it speaks to what happened to you. We all make mistakes. We all stumble, right? Like this was just a stumble on a very public stage, which then essentially had to haunt you forever because nobody would let it go. You poor thing. I'm kind of like, I can't even believe how much attention it got. It did. And I think it was just very unfortunate. And it, I I think it got so much attention because around the Olympics, athletes are expected to perform a certain way. You have the execution, you follow through. And when situations like that happen, it's just a way for the media and commentators to dissect every square inch of that and why that happened or why why did they do this? And, you know, I spent so much time reflecting and trying to understand ultimately why I did it. And I couldn't really come to a conclusion that it was my, you know, immaturity, um, me being a young athlete or, and me just all of a sudden forgetting that I was trying to compete for gold and I was having fun as an athlete, as a young kid snowboarding, doing what I loved. And, you know, we put so much pressure on athletes and still to this day, when, when I watch you know, football or it's just any other sport. And there's that winning moment and it's the com- the complete pass or the touchdown or the goal. And I have those moments of like, yes, but then I'm like, oh, I immediately feel for the, for the other team or the other individual, because I've been on that receiving end and they don't necessarily get torn apart the way I do, but you understand that loss in that and that feeling immediately. And I can relate and I'm very empathetic to the athletes that just come up short because I know what they're going through. And I know that they're frustrated with themselves. They're fierce competitors and they want that next time to have that opportunity again. However, it doesn't come around that fast. (laughs) Sometimes you have to just wait a long time to have that moment again. And sometimes it doesn't come around. So just having that. And again, you said like this was such a small part of the book, yet it was a key factor in shaping me Mm -hmm. as an individual for a very, very long time in not only, you know, as an athlete, but in a social way too, and, and how I approached everything. And then I noticed that my approach 
wasn't working as I'd go from one Olympics to the next, to the next. But when athletes are preparing for the Olympics, it's not just, oh, I'm this athlete. This is all I have on my plate. There are other factors at play that individuals are always dealing with. And so they're juggling, trying to perform at that perfect 1% all the time while balancing everyday life as well. And to have that moment of maybe five minutes that you have to actually be absolutely perfect and everything focused, like that's a very, very precise execution timeframe to be, to be on your game. And that can be hard. And so all, all I would love for readers to understand the, the growth and of what I was trying to accomplish as I was getting older, but also being forgiving to individuals that they're watching up on the TV and knowing that, you know, maybe it's just not their day. Maybe something's happening in their lives that they're just a little off because obviously they deserve to be at this level. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and, 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 you know, really support them in their endeavors because they obviously have been doing something correct to be on this platform. Right. Amazing. I mean, yeah, the microscope under which athletes are evaluated, picked apart. I mean, it's, it's really mind blowing, especially, you know, the book really speaks to your personal resilience. You could have taken something like that and quit I mean, there are lots of other stories, other books that end in a very different way. And I feel like the book sort of jives with what I saw you do sort of after you came to a stop after the fall when you got to the end and you were like, you know, you kind of shrugged and then took off your boots and on to the next. Like, you know, you could, you were clearly disappointed, but then you're just like, okay. And that attitude is probably what has enabled you to keep going and keep winning and becoming the oldest woman to ever win an Olympics. I mean, it's amazing, a gold medal. I mean, anyway, you've also gone through so much physical pain. I mean, that's like, that, that was a public little blip, but like, let's like shift the camera over, so to speak, on like all the stuff you put your body through and all the injuries you talked about and your collarbone being popped back into place and your knees drained and your ACL popping and like reading the book, you're just like in it with each one. And you're like, no, now this has happened. You know, tell me what it takes to get through all of that and then just keep coming back. I mean, there was, there were several times after an Olympic cycle or after an injury where you ask yourself, is it time to be finished with this? And, you know, myself growing up, you, you fall off the horse, you you make a mistake. It's you, you get up and you try it again. You don't want to be defeated in that way. So my mindset always was, you know, get back to the level that you were competing and feel that, that drive And if you're not happy with that feeling and you don't, you don't feel like you have that competitive energy and that grit anymore, then I'm allowing myself to step away and it would be okay to step away. But I, my knee injury definitely took me out for almost two seasons because I had to get, have it 
get it fixed twice and I had a problem with it. And there was times that I thought I was never going to get back up to speed, that I wouldn't be afraid to feel how I was in the gate and had that same energy and, and that aggression. I was essentially afraid of losing a part of me that has, that has really dictated the individual I am. So it's then who are you? You always have those fears. It's, it's not just about, oh, you're a competitor, you're an athlete. It is a big part of your core of how you move through day, like every day, how you, how you're strategically finding a parking space. How, how are you moving through the grocery store efficiently? Everyone always tells me, oh, you're just like always moving so efficiently. (laughs) That's that's part of my job. So that fear to potentially lose who you are, then you're, then you're starting from scratch. And that's, that's really scary. So I told myself, you know, let's not look at the competition's scope to be like, I need to get back competing. I need to get back to the level that I was to be fearless. And if I'm still not in love with it at the same capacity, then I could walk away. So it would take some time to climb back up to that level. And then once I felt it, I'd come back around and I'd have this big smile on my face and go up to my coaches and be like, I felt it. Like I got hungry again. And they're like, oh yeah, we saw it. <laughs> so in those, those moments are just as important as, as winning. It's having those little mini victories in between when you are growing, when you are healing from an injury is just as important to give yourself that acknowledgement that there is something to celebrate. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, I feel like that tone of celebration and joy was also really pervasive in the book with how much you love what you do. And I feel like sometimes, because I, I really do love reading like athlete stories and, you know, overcoming, like I get so inspired by stories like this, but sometimes a lot of athletes, the joy is completely ripped away. Like there are so many people who 
you know, I played, I played tennis in college and then I hated it, or I swam and now I'll never get in the pool again. Or, you know, but there's something about your story where you can feel the enjoyment of like just doing the thing. How do you preserve that? I would say really focusing on finding the balance because we go with such high intensity into sport and it can go from weekend to weekend to weekend where we almost have no time off in the winter. But if you actively try to focus on getting out with your friends and family and not be in a competitive field and go out and free ride, that's one beauty about snowboarding that yes, I'm a competitive snowboarder, but I can still go out and free ride with friends and family. And it is nothing like in a competition setting where that's not always the case with every sport and you can't always enjoy it with friends and family at the same capacity. So it does make it really special that you can go outside, get fresh air and reflect on those moments that, you know, I learned to snowboard with my dad and that was something we did together that, you know, and we can now see where we are in, in life and then come back to those moments and go up the gondola at Stratton and reflect those times that like, ah, we've, we've come so far yet. We still like coming back to these, these similar places and remembering where it all started. Well, your family plays a big role in the book and obviously in your life. And um, I referenced earlier the moment where you were about to be in a race yourself, the semifinals or something you were doing, and your brother was with his his heat or his team or whatever, and he had this horrible fall from which he did not get up. And you could see it all live streamed. Your parents, you realized, had the video sort of cut off at the base of the mountain. So they didn't know what was going on. They were terrified. You were terrified. And time just seemed to go on forever. Luckily, he got up. But tell me more about that moment and how it brought your family together and and even how you sort of put one foot in front of the other and like how you then went down and won that race and all of it. You know, how do you how do you carry, I mean, I guess we all have the fear that at any moment something bad can happen. I guess that's part of the life itself, right? We could get, I could walk out the door and get hit by a bus, you know, it, it, it is what it is, but you are putting yourself in a more likely position to have something go wrong. Talk about all that. I guess that fear always is present in your mind, but the way that you can kind of quiet that background noise is really just try to prepare yourself and control what you can control. And in that moment, I was at the top of the course and I'm sitting there helpless. I'm supposed to be strapped in the gate going and we have a course hold and then realize I'm like, oh my gosh, my brother was in that heat. What, what's the course hold about? And then they're like, it's Benny. And, you know, anything can happen in border cross. I don't know the severity. I didn't know how it happened. I'm just now seeing the footage and you know, I have people telling me, you know, trying to comfort me. They're doing everything. We've got, we've got top medical people here. They're, they're trained for this. Like it's the extreme games, like we're in the best hands in the best scenario. We, and so you have to try to keep telling yourself that, but I had to kind of almost just go numb and let the information come to me because me trying to border cross my way into multiple scenarios to figure out a solution would 
render me just even more helpless and just kind of sitting there numb and frozen and trying to just understand what was happening was really, really hard to do. And it was really upsetting, but, you know, I had really close teammates and Leslie was there and she was, you know, supporting me and she was doing, you know, going through nursing school. So she was telling me, oh, these are, these are good signs. Like, and then all of a sudden they're like racers in the gate. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm racing next and almost wanting to, you know, pull out and, and find my family. And I knew if I did that, my brother would be like, you stopped racing because I went away. What was that going to do? You sit in the hospital room with me. Like he would have never let me let that down. And even my coaches and teammates are like, no, you're going to get in the gate. You're going to get down there faster mm-hmm. and get to your brother faster than if you were to gather up all your stuff and try to get down to them. So there's moments that happen so fast and you you can't really respond. You're trying to do your best and you're trying to look for the people around you that give you support to then help guide you on how to react because sometimes you are just frozen in place. Tell me about life now, post book, like where you are today. Post book, I'm still actively training to be competing this year. Obviously I'm getting ready for the book tour. So I will not be joining my teammates down in South America to get on snow, but that'll just give me a little bit more recovery time. (laughs) If I've learned anything about the longevity in my sport is to really allow myself to have recovery time. So I'm kind of taking things as they come right now. I might not commit to the entire World Cup season. I've been trying to plan a snowboarding trip with my brother somewhere. Fun, because it's harder for us to get together and snowboard because he has young kids. So if we put something on the schedule or planning on going someplace, you know, to get maybe some backcountry in, like that, that's going to be our snowboard trip together. So I might you know, skip out on a competition or two and just really go back to enjoying the sport and making sure that I'm tapping in on those moments that help me going so for such a long time. If you could go back and sort of start your career and racing and all that back, would you do it all over again? Well, I would tell myself probably not to go for that grab, (laughs) but it's hard. It, to try to do everything over again, exactly with the knowledge that I have now that that would almost be cheating there. There, <laughs> you of course be doing something different, but I really do enjoy the opportunities that I had and that my parents were able to come up with this like far-fetched idea. You're going to go to school and, and snowboard hard path part of the day and then take care of your studies. And it, it was such a, weird outlandish approach to going to school, but then how I was able to travel and experience the world in different cultures is something I'm so thankful for. It's, it's really opened my mind and helped educate me in ways that, you know, I still see to this day and how comfortable I am when 
I take off on a plane somewhere and can go there by myself and then eventually link up with somebody. And then I also have friends all over the world. It's, it's a really, it's a unique experience. You wrote in the beginning of the book, you had separation anxiety essentially with your medals as they went through the metal detector at the White House and then they fell and one of them got chipped. Did you end up fixing the metal? It is not fixed. No, <laughs> I, I have embraced it, but that was a very traumatic moment because I I was so protective of these medals. And, and, and then when that happened, all I could think about was, how am I going to fix it? this moment finally came together and it was so perfect. And now my medal's not even perfect. And of course it was the individual one. I was like, I'm like, how is this race marked in such a way? And then now reflecting back on it, it's like, it makes it even more personal to me. It makes it even that it's not going to look like everyone else's, that my gold medal has a little something different that makes it even mine even more, mm. but it took a little bit to get there. <laughs> it was, the, it was the panic. Like, how do I fix it? What happened? And yeah, it, it got in my head for a few minutes. And when you're just overly tired, when you're just going and going and going, it's that seems to completely consume you. And that's all you can think about, which then fatigues you more. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, I have so much respect for you. I am so impressed at your just tenacity and ability to pick yourself up and keep going and keep training and pursue what you're good at and what you love no matter what. It's really amazing all that you've put your body through and your family and your life and and you do it with a smile on your face. It's really, it's just really awesome. So congratulations, congratulations on another sort of you know, feather in your cap with having a book out, which I was, you know, riveted by your story. So congratulations. And I will be rooting for you. Oh, I really appreciate that. I'm so happy you enjoyed the story. Thank you. All right. I'll take care. Bye. Thanks, Lindsay. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.